chomping at the bit uh, to tell the world that if you were the 49ers, you would be taking Justin Fields. Hey, I just don't get. I just don't get it, man. I just don't get it, Paul. Why? The heck? I don't get it. Okay, fine. Mac Jones, Jimmy Garoppolo, two point Let's take him to the moon. They almost won a Super Bowl with him, you know, years ago. I, I, I just, I, I don't see it, man. I, I continue to evaluate the tape uh, unless there's something that we don't know in the background that is about these guys that's changing everything else. But I mean, Justin Fields been a commander for years. Mac Jones has what 13 starts. I, I, I just, I don't, I don't see it. Trey Lance didn't play this year. You know, maybe Trey Lance is going to be the guy. I don't know, but just Fields just seems like the fit. And but hey, hey, you know what? That's we'll we'll see how it plays out. And if it if if they if they bust on this pick, it's going to be as bad, if not worse, than Mitchell Trubisky for Patrick Mahomes. Right. Um, I think the big thing is. You know, to me, I look at the raw talent and I look at how the guy played in the biggest games. I'm not sure why, you know, they wouldn't – why he's not considered right behind Trevor Lawrence. Yeah, to me he is. With the athletic talent, with the arm talent, with the with the processing on the field and the leadership qualities. I mean, like you said, in the biggest of games, this guy would take a huge hit, have to come off the field for a second, and then come back and then be fighting and scrapping for his team. There, when you see that as a teammate, you're like, "Let's go to war." I will, I will do anything for that guy. You know, and that's just that's who he is. And then anyway, it's, it's funny people bring up, you know, people ask, "Well, maybe it's a character thing." We, we, and that's an assumption. We, don't, we have no information on his character situation. And Mac Jones, I mean, it's been reported that he has a DUI. It's like, but so why does that count against him? It's just, it's bizarre. It's crazy. And, and like you said, you know, it, it, when you look at the big moments. Justin Fields has experienced them. He's fought through them, and and there are a lot of admirable qualities he's he's shown in those moments. Uh, it's something I think that more and more people are starting to realize is it's not just about how far you can throw in, in college football. It's about how many battles have you been through, how battle tested are you, and oftentimes that will help show if you're ready for the NFL. Yeah, I mean I think that's the big thing, and and, and the fact that he played at such a high level. Against the best teams, you know what I mean, and, yep. and showed yep. up the most. That that I, I I don't understand why that does. Why doesn't that kind of thing mean more to these people that that, that uh, do the drafting? I I don't know either, Paul. It's it's a bizarre mystery to me. I, I've been, um, you know, I, I think there's some people that that, that value different way. And here, here's the other thing: we could all be saying a lot of crazy things. You know, like this could all be a smokescreen. This could all be just a disguise. You know, you know, uh, you know. I've seen some people say, like, you know what, Kyle Shanahan, this may just be his way to get people to make sure that they stay off Justin Fields. You know, before the third pick, and then he could pick Justin Fields. Uh, either way, it's going to be an exciting and dramatic Thursday night when we figure out who are these guys that are going in the first round. Yep, yeah, I mean that's the thing. And um, do you buy that there's going to be five quarterbacks taken in the first round? Do you think that'll be the number? I think so, and maybe not because you know, you know, Mac Jones is deserving of a, of a first round pick uh, in the high upper end. But I, I think it's that teams have just grown to be, hey, we're desperate for a quarterback. Let's just go get him. Um, you know, Trevor Lawrence definitely going one. Looks like Mac Wilson definitely going. Or Mac Wilson, Zach Wilson, he's definitely going to the Jets. Um, you know, I, I, even if the if the Niners take Matt Jones at three, you know, you know, I think that that's if it. It is a guarantee that Justin Fields and Trey Lance will be off the board at the latest at the at the latest by twenty. Like like it's just there's no way it falls to the Steelers. But you know Mac, Mac Jones to me is is the tricky one. If does someone bite the apple? Does someone say, hey, we're, we think this guy is all that? 
And uh, if they do, I because I think Trey Lance and Justin Fields are first round quarterbacks. They'll eventually go, and there's too many teams uh, that, that that could use those guys. Uh, and even if you get to the, to the middle part of the first round, teams like the Patriots at 15 and the Bears at 20, they're, they they could use quarterbacks right now, and I don't think they pass that opportunity up. Yeah, I mean, I think that's a big thing. You got to get your quarterback, and you got to get them early. And I think you know, quarterbacks and linemen, and then obviously guys that stop you from passing, which would be pass rushers and corners. Those are the seem to be the four most valued positions. Yep, but I'd say I'd say that those are those are the those are the valuable ones, and it's also just the way the NFL has gone, right? You know, quarterback is valued because the thro- throwing the ball is the most uh, most effective thing in the NFL right now. So, what are the things that you got to do to counter that the best? Well, you got to counter it with great cornerback play, so that becomes extremely valuable. Well, you can also counter it with a great pass rush, because, so that becomes valuable. Then, how do you protect against pass rusher? Offensive tackle, and then also behind that, I'd say even the free ranging type of safety, the way that Minka Fitzpatrick plays, that's also extremely valuable because you're kind of the interchangeable chess piece that can fly all over the field and create the most chaos for a quarterback. So, yeah, the, the that's where the value is in this draft, and that's honestly where the value is in the NFL. So I, I think a lot of things line up right now to make it for a very interesting and what I think will be an aggressive evening on Thursday where teams are going to trade up, they're going to trade down, and all sorts of moves to, to get the guy that they need, and everyone thinking that they're getting the guy of the future that's going to help mold their path to this new, this new passing era that's in that's the NFL. Yeah, I mean, I think that's, that's the thing is that, you know, and we've seen, Chris – um, how that affects some other positions. Uh, and, and the interesting discussion to me and debate is how valuable running backs actually are. Um, I, I, I can't get there where some people are going, which is running backs are, um, you know, they're, they're basically a dime a dozen. And, you know, you can get one in the fifth round that's just as good as the guy you're going to get in the first and, and, and things of the such. I mean, something has to be said for, you know, the fact that some guys are more talented than others. Absolutely, Paul. I, you know, I, I'm right with you. I think people that th- – there's this – I think there's people that are trying to be way too smart for the game. You know, I think they're, they're, trying, to, they're trying to sound cool when they say, oh, running back, this, you can do – you can get your running back later. You know, because people, they'll stare at the, oh, Aaron Jones, he was picked in the fifth round. You, you know, wow, you could just wait till the fifth round to get your guy. Well, no, it doesn't work like that. Most guys drafted out of the top 100 – don't do any anything to anything to that caliber. You know, you know. I just, I, I, I was, I've been going over this so much for DKPittsburghSports.com, pointing out, you know, where, um, you know, where running backs, you know, need, you know, bring bring a lot of value. But like, I, I since 2017, when the Steelers started drafting quarterbacks out, or quarterbacks, running backs outside the top 100, uh, um, top 100 picks in the draft, there have been 61 running backs picked out of the top, uh, the top 100 in those in those four drafts. Of those sixty-one, of those sixty-one running backs, six have had nine hundred yards seasons, and uh, and one of them. There have been six nine hundred yard seasons. One of them had two, uh, two such seasons, and one of those five running backs to do that was James Conner. So I mean, like it, it is, it is not something that is just automatic. Like oh yeah, just get your guy late in the draft. Running backs don't matter. That's just that's poppycock. Now. I think where the argument comes into play and where it actually is valuable to say you shouldn't draft a running back super high when you have a thousand needs on your team. Like, you know, if you're an unestablished, the way that the way the Giants drafted Saquon Barkley, if you need a quarterback and a defensive line and an offensive line and linebackers and cornerbacks, 
and you have all the other needs, yes, you need to get something else. But with the way that the Steelers are right now, they have a late first-round pick that's a perfect value place for where Travis Etienne and Najee Harris and Javante Williams are. And they have a secondary. They have Joe Hayden, Minka Fitzpatrick, Terrell Evans. They have a defensive front with T.J. Watt and Cam Hayward and Stephon Dewitt and, De- and, De- and Devin Bush at linebacker. They have an offensive line that does need work, but they at least have David DeCastro, Kevin Dotson, guys they're confident in, and they're hoping that either Banner or both, either uh, either both or one of Banner or Okorafor step up to help with that offensive line. And you've got a quarterback at least for this year. You have receivers. So adding a running back to the Steelers is very different because you're like, hey, this running back, if you get a dynamic player like, like Le'Veon Bell was, he can be the bridge to end help end Roethlisberger's career with a strong note, give him a running back so that he doesn't have to throw the ball so much. And then when you do get the new quarterback, you have a, that primary running back to help him settle down and get used to the offense. But if you just go with you know more Joe Schmoes in the late rounds of the draft, and you, and you keep missing, as most people do miss, when they draft a running back outside of the top 100 picks, you're going to keep getting the same results. So I'm right with you, Paul. The notion that you shouldn't draft a running back in the first round, just pure nonsense. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. No, I, I do. I just I don't I don't like that we 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 have these hard and fast rules that I don't know where they came from, but I don't like them uh, when it comes to you know football like that for the for that very reason. Um, you know uh, the, the 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 Steelers aren't the only team in their division that are drafting. Um, you obviously follow it as close as anybody and, you know, watch film on guys and, you know, obviously know who's doing what, what, what do you expect the Ravens to try and do, you know, early in their draft as well as the Browns and the Bengals? So I I think that these teams are in very interesting situations. One, when I look at the, when I, when I look at the Ravens and the fact that they traded back them getting two late first round picks, that is very interesting and also kind of dangerous when you think about if you're the Steelers, like, man, there's a lot of guys that fit the values of things that you need. I, you know, for one, the Ravens, I think they need to get back an offensive tackle for losing Orlando Brown. They need to get a safety who can help. They can, they can get, they, they seem to always need help at wide receiver, but they also need help at, you know, as, off of the edge rushers. Um, so with two late first round picks, I could definitely see the Ravens going, af- going after maybe a Gregory Rousseau. Uh, maybe a guy that, that that fell down from the first round because edge rusher is a weird position this year. I think there's a lot of guys who could fit the mold of being an edge rusher, but uh, you know when I compare them against some of the other first round talents, I'm like I don't know if 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 he if I pick that guy over you know say you know like a Rashawn Slater or Christian Derisaw or you know you know one of those guys. Um, but you know Aziz Ojulari from Georgia, you know I think that would be a fit for the Ravens if he fell down to one of those picks. Um, I, I also wouldn't put it put it out the realm of possibility for them to take a Trayvon Mowring because late in the first round that's the perfect fit for Trayvon Mowring and he would I think he would quickly solve their problems at safety. Uh, the Bengals at number five, to me, they need to not oversimplify this. This needs to be Penny Sewell. 
I mean, you know, they, they Joe, Joe Burrow, when they drafted him last year, you and I, in fact, you and I probably said this for several weeks on, on this very show, that he's going to have a problem behind that offensive line that can't block for nobody. And lo and behold, he tore his ACL. Not that that was a good thing that happened, but it was just like, hey, like that was going to happen with this bad offensive line. You were just putting your, your franchise quarterback at risk. So after doing that last year, they cannot pass up on a guy who looks like a generational talent in Penny Sewell from Oregon uh, to, to be the offensive tackle. And if they do, it most likely will be for Jamar Chase. I mean, I think he'd be a great receiver talent, but I think that that would be a mistake because I think you can get some really good receiver talents late. And you can still get some tackles uh, in the second round, but Penny Sewell is the one offensive tackle in this class that is far above the rest. And that's why I think that, that he fits there. Now, for the Browns, they're also an interesting position because remember they draft they draft pretty late. They they need I think they they you know despite them getting Clowney, I think they could still use getting another edge rusher. But I'm not sure that that's where they'll, they'll go there. Um, they could use interior defensive line help because they they just lost Danny Shelton. Um, so, but you know that that'd be interesting. But I don't see any guys that are really worth it. Christian Barmore is my top guy. He's from Alabama. But I wouldn't touch Christian Barmore until the second round. Um, you know, they could get a wide receiver. Uh, you know, but what might end up being the pick for them is if Caleb Farley at cornerback falls past the Steelers, and if he gets down to where the Browns pick, um, you know, he might be the guy because Caleb Farley, you know, pre you know pre his surgeries and everything, a lot of people were going to say he was going to be the best cornerback in this draft class. But he's had he's had cold back surgeries. He didn't play this last season, so some teams may be down on him. If he falls past the Steelers. The Browns may be the team that scoops them up. Yep. Well, uh, it's going to be a, a real interesting uh, um, uh, to see how it all fits together and what it all looks like. And, Chris, I'm sure uh, we will be picking your brain um, after maybe even the night before the draft. I'll have you back on, but especially after the draft when uh, you can break it all down for us like you always do. Um, before we let you go, let everyone know where they can find you and find your stuff. Hey, you guys can always read my work at DKPittsburghSports.com. You can subscribe to us to get all my analysis where I do Carter's Classroom, and I'll actually have a new Carter's Classroom up tomorrow on all the offensive tackles, I think, that are viable picks for the Steelers. But you can also just read, hey, we, we update you on news. There's plenty of things that are for free on the site, including our podcast network, DK Sports Radio, where you can get all of Dan Kovacevic's takes on the Steelers, the Pirates, the Penguins, my takes on the Steelers with Dale Lolly. We've got hockey. We've got baseball. We've even got my pit podcast that I do there. And, of course, you can also listen to me on the Locked On Steelers podcast, uh, where I do a Monday through Friday show on the Steelers. So much great content. So many places to check it out. Follow me on Twitter at Carter Critiques. 